We're clear for takeoff. Welcome one and all, welcome one and all, time for Kings of the Heart, Kings of the Heart podcast with your man, Tariq Omari Walton, licensed marriage and family therapist, and as always, I am joined by the one, the only, my brother, my partner in crime, another licensed clinical marriage and family therapist, Dr. John Hart. Dr. John, what's up, man? Oh, man, doing well, man. Glad to be here as always, so excited. Yeah, man. Uh, Yeah, man. Good to see you, man. How you been? Good man, good. This time of year, busy, but you know, looking forward to uh, some downtime, some some yes. breathing. You know, giving my clients a break from me and me some break from some some of the clients. You know what I'm saying? Just get a little break. You know. <laughs> yeah. How about you, man? How you been? Nah, no, same, same. I mean, we're gonna be honest. We talked about this before. Self care is everything, and so oh, yeah. it's it's important that we also have time to. Uh, decompress, um, right. but really looking forward to you know the holidays winding down, spending time with the wife and the kids, and yeah. all of that jazz, man. So that's what I'm looking forward to, bro. Same here, man. Same here. But before we step off and take our little time off, we got to give the people something. You know, we got we got to give the people something. And so today we want to give you a nice little topic we came up with. You know, one of the things I see in in as a therapist. Um, especially a couples therapists, you see a lot of people who come in who are very unfulfilled in their marriages. So whether it's the time they're getting, whether it's the affection they're getting, there's always something missing that makes them feel particularly unfulfilled in their relationships. But what happens when you've been so unfulfilled for so long that even the, the demands that you make on your mate to help you feel more fulfilled aren't making a dent like you don't feel it no matter what their effort is you don't feel it and so you keep making demands and they keep trying but no matter what they do it's not resonating with you and so we want to talk about that a little bit how you can actually be a little bit more open and allow those feelings to sink in what your mates can be doing we just want to break this down a little bit for you so dr john let's get into it man let's get into it is this something that you all actually see as well with your clients the sense of being unfulfilled and it being really hard to break through to them. Yeah, it's 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 really hard. And one of the one of the biggest uh, one of the biggest things that I've noticed is uh, there's several things going on. So one of it has been people. I'm going to use a term that one of my newer clients tends to use in session is okay. um, that tends to happen when folks have been starved for a long time. True that. True okay? that. Like. She uses it a lot. She's like, you know, and they're going through what we're talking about right now. She'll say, I've been starved for a very long time. And so, as we all know, when we think biologically as hunger persists and persists, right, it it goes from being hangry to downright, like, pessimistic about, you know, life and your mood really shifts. and. Meaning it goes beyond hangry. And so I'm using it metaphorically to say I think it's the same thing in relationships. I think it's one thing to not have your needs met 
for a period of time and, mm-hmm. and the brain adjusts and says, okay, have compassion and, and try to be understanding. But when it keeps going on for a while, resentment kicks in. And that's what oh, I'm yeah. talking about with this client and her husband. Resentment then kicks in. And then what happens is, and this is just my theory, would love to hear your thoughts, is that once resentment kicks in, it becomes um it 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 um I want to be mindful of it. It really clouds one's ability to see over time mm-hmm. okay what are the other ways your partner's probably showing up they may not be meeting like this one direct need right but they may be doing other things that is actually um beneficial right but because you've been starved for so long and resentment creeped in the door the window that came through the basement and yeah. the attic yeah it's 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 so present that to your point exactly it's, it consumes you so much that to your point Again, whether effort is being put towards the direct need or actually other needs as well, mm-hmm. you're right. Yeah. It's like I, I don't feel a dent. Or yeah. they come in in our sessions right in there and they say, right, Brother Rick, it's like I don't think things have changed. And the other partner sometimes is really confused. Right. Exactly. Because to them, yes. to them, they're right. like, wait a minute, what? And and I think that's what you're getting at. That's so that's why we're talking about it today. And and it's and again, I'm I don't want to make it sound so simple. That's why I'm about to pass the mic over to Brother Rick to add to probably flesh out and add to it. But just generally speaking, that's what I see often. Like the one partner is genuinely confused because they're like, wait a minute, I did A, B, C, and D and 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 sometimes the partner is saying like yeah i know but and 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 again that's that to me is like the resentment it has it has really clouded the ability to see like okay they have made a 10% effort i do need to give them credit right. but to your point when you've been starved for so long 10% isn't anything yeah and so you dismiss anything and everything coming yeah. your way yeah. and and in your in your in your vision is distorted where I've even had clients where the other partner is making serious effort. Even in my book, I'm like, wow, they didn't turn this around. <laughs> right. And and the partner is still still not enough. Yep. And I'm like, okay, we have a problem here. Yeah. So, but I mean, what are your thoughts, man? I know I said a lot here. Well, Let me I mean, chime it over to you, bro. You made the key point for me. It's that resentment. So after yeah. you have been love starved for so long, you know, when you're yeah. not feeling fulfilled for such a long period of time, that resentment is the thing that settles in. That's what you're feeling yeah. now. You know, it's yeah. not just it's not just you being angry or you being upset with the person. No, that's resentment. That's actually yep. that's the feeling. That's the dominant feeling you're experiencing towards your mate, at least in this one area. But as yep. we know, that can spill over into every other area as well. You know, yep. but when I talk about resentment with my clients, the way that I describe it is that resentment is a barrier to that emotional connection. Once that once that resentment sets in, that connection that emotional connection is severed i agree you know and so it's it's like you know you're it's having you're gonna have a really hard time making it through that barrier to connect so as the person who is on the um effort side the one who's actually trying to do more to help make your mate feel fulfilled you can't connect emotionally with what you're doing that's what you're saying those emotions aren't connecting so when we say it's not making a dent it's not making a dent emotionally they're not feeling the effort so you do one, two, three, four, five things, and these are the things they've been asking for, but they don't feel it. Why? Because yep. resentment is blocking that feeling. Exactly. You know. Exactly. And so you have two exactly. things that actually happened. I mean, I want to hear more from you about this. Not only is it the resentment that kind of clouds what you're seeing or not seeing or being able to receive, but also because it's been going on for so long, now you've created this narrative of who this person is to you and what they do and what they don't do. 
And so the effort that they're making, because it doesn't match the narrative that you created for them, you don't even see the effort. So they're doing yeah. all these things. It's not resonating with you because this isn't who they've become. Who they've become yeah. is that person who hasn't been doing these things for so long that now even when they do it, you can't even see it. Yeah. Yeah, I think that's spot on, right? Because one of the one of the most powerful things as humans is we ascribe emotions, thoughts, and behaviors when we go through experiences. Exactly. So when you've been starved, you there's a lack of need. And that creates an emotion, fear, hurt, sadness. Right. And then what happens is out of that fear, hurt, sadness, we get thoughts. Uh, this person doesn't care about me. They're selfish. Yeah. Uh, you know, um, I'm trying. They're not. And to your point, it's around those cognitions, those thoughts that yep. the narrative ends up developing. Yeah. And then sadly, the narrative gets stronger and stronger the longer the starvation does. continues. Right. Right. And and which and makes so the resentment the feelings, set in even it, it, deeper. That's what I was gonna say. Because what happens is like the feelings get stronger, so that fear gets stronger, that hurt gets stronger, and which means that in in um which means that as those feelings get stronger, the cognitions get more irrational. Yeah. It's clear. And so that narrative, people start doubling down. Yep. So by the time they get into us, even on a weekly basis or every other week basis, what has happened is, is that six to seven days, 14 day period, that narrative has just been like sticking, 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 <laughs> sticking. Yeah. So by the time they come yeah. in, they're, they're quite venomous to the resentment, right? I always yeah. use the word, I was like, venom starts coming out yeah. where they're like, you know, I don't know if this is the person who I'm mad. And I don't, I mean, it gets really nasty because the narrative is dictating and our job sometimes is to pull back and to i like what you said too and to just we have to be fair and and i'm using this term very intentionally we have to be fair here i i would say it's like you professions professionals like us we know the difference between if the partner is trying or not right so right. it's a different conversation folks when the partner is not trying yeah. and we have been having conversations about them needing to try yeah there's a different conversation when the person is trying. Exactly. But may not be moving at a great pace. That's a different scenario. Mm -hmm. True. But true. they're trying. Right. Right. So like I like I said earlier, they gave 10% increase right. over the last week. That's trying. Mm -hmm. It's not a hundred, but it's trying. Mm -hmm. That's one conversation. But then we've also, Brother Rick and I've also experienced where some people literally take to heart what they've heard and they're they it, though it hurts. But they do some reflection and they said, okay, I'm going to try. Mm -hmm. and, and granted, they may not be trying all the best things, but the effort is there. They went 50%, not 100, but they went 50% in the effort category. Mm -hmm. But that doesn't get acknowledged. That's where, right. then that's where it's hard for us as, right. as, as, yeah. It's like, it's, I think it's one thing to say, you know what? I see you trying. Right. Thank you so much. You're a little off. Let me be, and then that's when we work with them and say, okay, can we be more precise in our language and what is it you need from them? Because yeah. I'm glad you appreciate them trying. They need to hear you. Like, thank you. Cheerlead them. Like, yeah, I see your 50%. I love it. Mm -hmm. and, and that and now makes you feel loved again. Let's start there. Mm -hmm. And then we can use the conversation to then say, and, you know, what else would be very helpful, and I think it's on my part, is to let me be more specific on what I'm looking for and see, can we negotiate? Um, and then the, the last thing I'll say, because Brother Rick brought it up, one of the biggest nuance around these various scenarios and conversations is some people love differently and some people's personalities are very different. Mm -hmm. And um, what is 
romance and intimate for one person may not match the other person right. and it's okay but i think there still needs to be some level of understanding and acceptance right. that your person will try their best you know in some of these centers, they will literally try their best mm-hmm. but what is organic to you may not be organic to them so we need to be patient we need to be accepting and we need to be flexible yeah to get to a really good place and that's um, what are your thoughts about that brother? i was gonna say to that last point and that's one of the big things is that because again you know we've talked about love language before yeah because their love language doesn't match yours that Correct. the effort they have to put in in order to meet you at your love language will sometimes feel insincere because it's it, it's not Correct. their dominant point. love language and so they have to actually work harder at that and Correct. the people on the receiving end a lot of times get upset about not about the effort not feeling sincere to them i know yeah it's like, so true. so that's you true. wanted you wanted this action right you're asking for this particular action now they're doing it but you're doubting the sincerity behind doing you want them to want to do it you want them to feel it the way that you do and so you doubt their sincerity well if it doesn't really feed them in the same way they're not going to feel it the way that you do so you can't have that expectation so now is it about the genuineness of the effort or is it the effort itself you know yeah. so that, that's a great that's that a great get, thing to distinguish that's a really good point you that's get a really good point. so everyone's confused now yeah, i'm confused really as a therapist i'm like okay that's well you're really talking about you wanted them to do this thing and now they're doing it they're doing but it. you doubt their sincerity because <laughs> you know they don't really want to do it they're only doing it because they feel like they have to do it right well do you know how much stuff we have to do that we don't want to do I'm you telling know, you. And, it's not, and that's not <laughs> necessarily a bad you. thing. It's just what we no, have to I do agree. in life. And when it comes to being with a, a, a partner, it's all about that effort. Yeah. You know, if you're only going to do what you do naturally, you're only going to do what you want to do. And mm-hmm. one thing that I know you and I do with our clients, the conversations we have, especially early on, when we see this, is about making an effort. You cannot be yeah. in a healthy relationship. Relationships take work. You cannot be in a healthy relationship without putting in that effort, extreme amounts of effort. And right. that's what it is. Even when you don't want to do it, you still have to do it. That's what it is. Yeah. So here yeah. you are doing it. You've listened. You've heard what we had to say. Yes, I understand that in order for our relationship to work, for it to be sustained, for it to be healthy, I have to put in this effort. So now I'm putting in this effort, doing the things that I wouldn't do naturally, the things that I don't really want to do, but I know this is what's going to make my my spouse happy. And yet they're not happy. It's not resonating with them. It's not connecting with them. Your effort isn't connecting for whatever their reasons is. Maybe it is them doubting your sincerity. It doesn't feel organic enough for them. Yeah. you know. And so yeah. you're doing, you're putting the effort in, and it's still not connecting. And that's what we're talking about here. You know, so if we've get if we've helped you turn the corner and you're actually making the effort and it's not resonating, yo, what happens to the sense of hope that you have about the relationship? I'm doing everything you told me to do. I'm doing everything this person has asked for me. And it's still not making a dent. What am I supposed to do? Yeah. You know, and so, yeah, when, it's true. so and so that's the part I want to kind of tackle a little bit. When that resentment sets in. When the efforts aren't being acknowledged or appreciated, where do you go from there as a person who is actually trying to make an effort? Where do you go from there? Well, um, one of the things I wanted to uh, validate for the partner who's in that 
position of of trying or at least trying to make sense of the uh, meeting the person's uh, meeting the partner's needs who have been starved for some time uh, to get that kind of feedback where it's like you know they're they're not sincere but it's quite deflating yeah okay it's 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 very discouraging uh, fear kicks in insecurities start like yes. coming up for the person yes. I'm inadequate right. I'm incompetent um, some people I have clients who literally throw their hands up very quickly yeah. I mean, they throw their, they're like, well, like literally throw their hands up very dramatic, like, in a very dramatic fashion. And they, they're like, there's nothing I can do now. Yeah. I mean, like, because in their minds, they're thinking even that 10% is better than what they've been giving. And there's a sense of pride right. at the end of the day because right. they were called out or called in, I'd like to say, and, and, and they love their partner. And so the 10%, and so to hear at times, well, it's not enough. And, well, you didn't. That can be very deflating. So I just wanted to n- note that because like a lot of folks don't pay close attention to like what's going on for that person mm-hmm. who is uh, hearing that. But in terms of like the resentment, uh, the resentment, I always tell folks, I call it the nasty R word. That's that's what <laughs> nasty, I say. To the my, nasty R. The nasty R word. It's because that is the one that will erode this relationship oh, quicker yeah. than anything. Yeah, It's resent. Yes, but there are topics that you know, and, and that we talk, but anytime that there's resentment, I call it the nasty R word because look, it's so taboo. We need to do anything and everything we can to remove it because once it's there, I'll be honest. And, and I don't know if you would agree. But the, the minute I sense resentment or we talk about resentment, that is not something that we get over quickly. That no. will involve a lot oh. of unpacking. Oh, man. The roots, it will the roots be a that lot that take, of, yeah. man, it, it, the roots dig in. That's what I was going to say. Like, we have a lot of unpacking to do. Yeah. There needs to be some storytelling. There needs to be a unfolding of the emotions in which it's probably going to involve hurt and sadness and disappointment and, and fear. And we need to talk some of that through. Most of the time in therapy, whenever we're dealing with resentment some of the times the folks didn't even know that that's what was going on for their partner i mean like there are are situations where folks are like oh i i just thought we were upset with each other and like i didn't know that you were still harboring feelings or you were still you know like that happens a lot and 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 to be honest the thing about resentment is it's so nasty that it's really does it spills over into our daily interactions, which makes yeah. meeting each other's needs. It's quite pervasive. Difficult. It's very pervasive. It really is. Yeah. It really is. And so I, I always tell the partner who is dealing with resentment, I'm like, but you also have to understand that I wish you would have brought up the resentment earlier to your partner or earlier in our sessions, because if you keep coming in, I could feel it. They could feel it. Something is all right. Do you think that the and, and I'm, this is me asking you, Brother Reed, do you think the presence of resentment makes it easier or harder for the other partner to feel comfortable and vulnerable enough just to, to try? Oh, it makes it even the way you pose the question. I heard I heard the tone of your voice, man. I know you're trying to lead me. Um, <laughs> it makes it harder. It makes it so much harder. Because, again, that there's a, a lack of appreciation, a lack of acknowledgement that comes with resentment. So if you're not yeah. seeing it, if it's not resonating with you, then you're not going to express any kind of appreciation for what your mate is doing. And so it's going to make it really hard for your mate to even continue with the effort. They're not going to see a yeah. reason to continue. It's a, there's a sense yeah. of hopelessness that sets right. in for yep. them. Yep. That's you it. know, and, and helplessness. That's it. That's it. And so it. now that... You know, I know that you're resentful. Now that I, I, we're all recognizing, acknowledging the resentment, I don't really know where I'm supposed to go from here. Correct. 
You know, right. I can continue trying. And I think that's that's the other point that I want to ask you about. Yeah. You know, is there a, a is it can it be um, uh, not is it cumulative? Yeah, cumulative. You know, in terms of there being, um, you know, early on. So, you know, we, they've been coming to us for a little while and that effort has really started to kick in, but it's still new. You know, still new. They've only been mm-hmm. doing it for a few months now. And maybe that's the reason why it's not really setting in with the mate because it's not, you know, it hasn't been happening long enough. They haven't kind of broken down that wall yet. And I kind of equated back to something we talked about previously, the emotional bank account, where you're in so much debt as a person who hasn't been trying for so long. You're in so much debt that your efforts seem kind of futile because you're so far behind the mirrors. So if you're $10,000 in the hole, well, your effort may only feel like a $10 deposit. All right. And so, yeah, you make another $10 deposit, another $10 deposit. Okay. Now you're up to $40. So now you're $9,960 in the hole. Like that math, don't you? I know you like that math. Yeah. 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 And so, so you're still deep in the hole. So it doesn't really hit them yet. So my thing is, you know, for both people, it's also about learning how to be patient. So as yeah, a that's person why I brought it up. Yeah. <laughs> the way that the person who's actually putting in the effort recognize for so long you haven't been doing anything, you can't expect it to really hit your partner in that way. Yeah, you know that you're doing more. You see that you're doing more. You feel it, but they may not be feeling it because you are so deep in the hole. So everything that you do kind of builds you further, 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 further up. It's a good but, point. But it's cumulative. You have to keep yeah, doing it. You can't give up just because it's not making the impact that you want to immediately. You're not going to get out of debt instantly. You know, ain't nobody yeah. coming to clear your credit card that fast. No, no. So it takes that time. It takes that effort. And for your mate, they also have to be patient, too. So we talked about right. the resentment. Well, you can get beyond the resentment. You know, we just say, you know, there has to be a lot of unpacking. There's a whole lot of processing that goes along with that. You know, you have to dig up those roots, but it can happen. It's not a hopeless thing. It can happen. But part of that comes with you being able to see the account, seeing the numbers change. Yeah, it's no longer 10,000. Now it's down to 9,000. Now it's down to 8,000. Now it's down to 7,920. Whatever it is, but being as you're acknowledging, and that's the point I also want to get to, as you're acknowledging the changes, it does begin to feel different. So you have to be patient, allow them the space and the time to continue doing the things. It may not all come at once. You know, you can't expect somebody to pay you back $10,000 at once if they're only making, you know, $10 an hour. So that's a good point. You have to be patient, allow them the time to continue doing things and be encouraging of them. So they will continue to try, and eventually it probably will. More than likely, you will begin to feel it as they get out of that debt and out of that hole to you. That's a major. Yeah. That's a, the, the 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 process through all of this. You dig what I'm saying? Yeah. yeah. No, I think that's really. I think that's really spot on. I can't really add to it, and I and I like the economics and financial point to it because I think it's so tangible. For people to really wrap their heads on right. while you were talking i'm also thinking about 
you know, what we as a society are even going through, you know, with like student loans and stuff like that. Yeah. And I was thinking, I'm like, is, is there is is there a way for us in relationships to have, uh, 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 you know, an emotional debt forgiveness program? <laughs> You know, like, seriously, you know, like, like, let's really think some of this through. Like, are you really asking to get the debt down to zero? Right. Or can the person literally get to a point where, OK, out of 10,000, they, they get the emotional bank down to like 2000 and clear that joker, man. Like, let's like, let's let's like, let's move on. Or right. is it and I'm not saying I'm not being flippant, but I'm being very honest, just like thinking about your metaphor where it's like, look, how do we move on? And I think that's the one I'm also thinking about. Right. It's like you've been starved for so long. I'm not going to lie. I actually have folks who I've had to call out and they didn't like it, but they understood. I had to call them out because to that narrative point you made earlier, some of them hold on to that crap like it's an identity now. Yes, and I'm like, exactly. You exactly. Go. Like persons, the person is actually like there have been a couple of people over the years where I've literally like, nah, I'm going to say something. Your partner has literally been putting in bad work exactly I, I, like i and i'm not and i had to tell them i'm not taking sides but wrong is wrong mm -hmm. you i'm like this has now become your identity in this relationship and you keep pounding them and i'm like and if you continue this this relationship is going to end yep. i have to like name it like that because yeah. i'm sorry because when people start getting into rhythm of you know what i'm doing better i'm doing and even you're admitting it but you're still holding on to that like 500 dollars let it go right the, the right. person brought it down from 10,000 to 500, let it go. Right. And if you can, now I'm like really concerned and I've had to like address some clients like right. that. I don't know if you've been in that, but I've seen some people take this as an identity, bro. Yeah. Narrative has now like um, evolved right. to like, this is my position in the run. Cut it out, right. man. But this, like, is cut a, it out. this is the thing about that, though. You know, if you can't just let it go, you know, we know it's it's hard to just let things go. There has to be a process that you go through, even a grieving process. Of course. Of being of able course. to acknowledge that, you know, what you expect may not happen in the way that you want it to. You know, so you may have to go through that grieving process as well as a lot of other kind of processing. But this is a thing. As you're going through this and as you are attempting to let it go, as you want to, you know, allow your mate the room to try to make things better you can um start to just how to, how to say this? it's not not so much about letting go but gradually allowing that that space to be filled within you you know i think and it, yeah, it kind of goes yeah. back to the, the, the bank account yeah, you know being yeah. able to acknowledge those things and feel it because you can't let it go until you begin to feel it you could say, okay, I'll let it go, but it's going to come right back if you haven't begun to actually emotionally connect with those changes that are happening. So, yeah, I you have to that. change the narrative. You have to change your stance in this so that you can be open. It's opening up to those emotions and saying, okay, well, yeah, I am beginning to feel it. You have to allow the room for, for feeling. But if you've iced out those feelings, if you severed those connections, if you allow that barrier of resentment to be sustained, you're not going to be able to feel it. So it's really about overcoming that sense of resentment, not saying that it's just going to dissipate and, and go away, but how do you allow room for it to, to start to melt away, to, to, to move right. off of you? So it's not the dominant feeling. What are the things that actually have to happen? So the resentment, because we know resentment, we know how corrosive resentment can be to, to the entirety yeah. of a relationship. But how do you allow room for resentment to begin to move away from you know the the dominance of your emotions yep yeah 
No, I mean, I, I, I definitely, I definitely agree with that. And, 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 and I think you're right. And I think that's a point of conversation in therapy that we have to have with the, I, I definitely the person who's holding the resentment is like, how do we make space? Yeah. Like, what does that look like? What does it mean to you? What, you know, how would you know that your belly is full with, um, with, with, uh, appreciation and, and empathy and compassion and, mm-hmm. and less of resentment, mm-hmm. you know. Uh, yeah, it's really spot on, man. Yeah. Like, I, I, I definitely see that. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm gonna take it to another, th- go ahead, go ahead. No, 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 go ahead. I was gonna say, I was gonna take it to another place. Going back to the identity thing that you were speaking about before, yeah, you have people who actually begin to identify with the resentment and hold on to it almost intentionally because. Yeah they become comfortable with resentment. It makes them yeah. feel like they're in a position of power almost. It that I can always hold this thing over you. Yeah. And so now this is, you know, a, a major force in our relationship. And if you were to actually, or me acknowledge the, the changes that you're making, then that's going to shift the dynamics in our relationship. I can no longer yeah. point to you and say that you're the problem. Now I have to actually reflect on myself and say, okay, what am I doing? Right. But no, I don't right. like that. I don't want to reflect. I want to continue pointing my finger in your face and saying that yep. you're the problem. And so I'm going to hold on to this resentment as much as I can, no matter what it is that you do. And again, something else you just said, it's about fairness. That's not fair, man. That's just not yeah. fair. Yeah. Yeah. No, I, I totally agree. And, and, and again, I think that's the beauty about being in therapy because, who better than to call out that process than the therapist who sees that? Right. Because if it is about power and 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 fairness, it's going to be hard for the person who's been cutting up and not doing what they had to do for a long time. There, it's almost like they're in no position to even, you know, call that out. Now, some of my clients do. Some of them, you know, come come rise out of the ashes like a phoenix, and they're right. like, "Look, I've been holding it down, right. and you need to like start, you know." And, and all of that. But, but isn't that usually couched in like a, a level of frustration, which makes it even harder for the person who's resentful correct. to even hear correct. it? Yeah, yeah that's I mean, why you course. need us to kind of bring it yeah, out. That's why I said, yeah, that's why you need us to kind of be like, okay. Um, and sometimes I've had sessions where it, it's not counting beans, but I'm like, you know, if because once I understand that someone's gone to the point where it has, it's their narrative and it's their identity. Right. Yeah, there's some times where I've had to literally be like, okay, then let's walk through what the last have been in terms of like effort, right. you know, because I, I need you to build a case for me in a way that lets me know that, you know, it's supposed to be almost exposing their, this whole identity power dynamic. Thing. Right. It's like, okay, like this seems like a long laundry list of effort, even things that you came in the session and said is been amazing. So help me to understand the incongruence here. Right. Right. You right. can't come in and say that like you're doubling down on things when, the person cut the emotional debt down by 50% and you're right. saying that, you know, that's how I, that's, and again, that's, that's one of the indicators where it's like, yeah, like you must, this has been an enmeshed identity for you, this yeah. resentment yeah. and it needs to stop. Right. You know? Yeah. And then it's also, it's like, I also like to push people in, in like around the resentment part. And it's like, okay, then help me to understand how, how does, how does resentment, like what needs do does you holding on to the resentment fulfill? Yeah. Right. Yeah. Like I ask people that. Yeah. yeah. Because 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 remember, if, if resentment has not organically played out like like left, 
because of the great work we're doing in therapy and you're coming in and it's your identity and it's your narrative, then I'm going to flip it on you now and be like, okay, now really tell me what need is resentment feeding? Right. Because that is the key source there. Yep. You're holding on to it because you've, you, you, you've told yourself that you need it. So what's the need? Yep. What is the need? And a lot of them, that's, you know, that's how you, that's how you can stump people who be showing up like that at times, because it's not even about like challenging per se, but it's like, we are literally about to break this down. You have, that's that narrative therapy. It's like you and resentment have been in a relationship together. It's, it's actually feeling and feeding some needs that you have. Mm -hmm. So in this relationship with resentment, not with your partner anymore, help me to understand what needs is resentment feeling. Mm -hmm. Boom. Yeah. Yeah, I actually call that emotional compulsion. You know, it's yeah. almost like you're doing this, you're engaging in these very negative emotions, um, not so much for pleasure, but more so as a sense of relief. It makes you feel, you, you have relief by feeling this the, the negativity, right. um, usually because it's connected to some kind of control. You know, I feel like I'm in better control of this relationship um, as long as I'm holding on to this because, um, you know, I always have this thing to to hold over my mate. You know, and so you hold on to it. And it's like it's, it serves absolutely no purpose. Again, resentment itself is corrosive, you know, and not saying that it you is. don't have a good it reason is. for it being is. resentful. No, no, we no. Get that. We're not of we're course. not you know, of we're not course. invalidating the feeling itself. No. We recognize that this has been going on for so long. This is why you're at that level now. But it is a corrosive emotion and you holding on to it like a compulsion is only going to make the relationship stand still. We want to move. A relationship should be fluid. It should be moving and growing. But that resentment keeps it stuck in place. So you have to let that resentment go. So, Dr. John, what are some ways that people can actually begin the process of, one, letting the resentment go, and two, as a person making the effort, um, you know, understand what, what the other person is going through, what the, the receiver is going through and be patient enough to continue trying. Yeah, I think the biggest thing, I think uh, inside of therapy, outside of therapy, I think there has to be many, many conversations. And, and I'm telling you, man, it's the unpacking. Yeah. It, and the unpacking takes a while because yeah. remember, to your point, I think resentment is accumulation of a lot of like negative unhealthy emotions that have just built up mm-hmm. up yeah. and a lot, it, it a lot of debt man, a lot of debt yeah it has solidified to the point where um it's really hard and so i think both inside outside of therapy i think if i'm the person with resentment i think it's important to walk your partner through about like what are you specifically resentful about right what are the and and, and underneath like, what are the actual emotions you know i was hurt here yeah i was sad here i was i was fearful here i, I actually believe here. like yeah, like just walk them through it. And again, not in an eight-hour conversation, but oh, start God. having like these these vulnerable moments because that's also intimacy as well. I think that's part of being in a relationship where you're just able to start walking people through, this is my inner workings. Um, this is how I got to where I am today. And I think if I'm the person who is um, trying or who's been doing the starving, it's you have to be compassionate. You got to yeah. be empathetic. You have yeah. to reflect back. Okay, what I'm hearing you say is, that one time where I didn't come home for, you know, uh, until past 11 o'clock that whole week, that was hurtful. Right. You know, um, I get that. That makes a lot of, yeah, validate. Right. That makes a lot of sense. Right. That hurt. Right. Recognize I that was, a, that was a withdrawal. You know, that was, right. 
And right. again, if we stick with like, the economics like ownership. Of the thing, you know, those withdrawals. So for years, you've been making withdrawals and not making enough deposits. And that's why they are where they are now. That's why they're feeling the resentment they are. Um, that's exactly. why, you know, you're exactly. in that kind of emotional debt. You've been making all these withdrawals and haven't making yep. deposits. So now the deposits you're making, yeah. it is cumulative, but they're small deposits. And you have to yeah. work your way back in there. That's why you have to be patient and be compassionate towards your mate. You have to be compassionate. I think the person has been doing it. You have to be compassionate. And when I say compassionate, that means less defensiveness. Let me also oh, be very God, clear. Yeah. This isn't the time oh, to really we didn't even be get into that part. Yet. Oh yeah. Do not, do not, do not defend. Really, I mean, we can we can do that for like another topic because yeah. like that's the other thing that really could um, further uh, spiral the 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 one who's been starved. Oh. Like they will lose their minds yeah. if you start to defend. Oh, that defensiveness um, oh. because they're gonna bring a lot of de- you know arguments and receipts. Um, receipts and so that's exactly. Why, yeah, and and that's why I said like just 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 it's hard, but yeah. uh, what we're saying is you have to be patient. So I think I think so. Those ongoing conversations inside of therapy, outside of therapy, where the person is sharing. Oh, when I say sharing be very because we're also going to do this in the new year mm-hmm. this is a topic both of our wives recommended that we do but it's like how do we talk about unresolved hurts yeah without blowing yeah up? yeah that's a good part i of mean that's in the new year that, that's yeah. that's that's in 2023 right? yeah both of our wives suggested that because they know like that's the, that's that's actually part so this may be part one of a series yeah. that may be like part two yeah to be honest with you because point. i think the person sharing it's not gonna help to yeah. like come in full guns blazing and I'm going to tell you, like, be more vulnerable, lead with your emotions, yeah. especially your primary emotions, um, and also be compassionate that there's probably points of the story or your inner work. And your partner really doesn't even know. Right. That's what I was mentioning earlier. Some people really, some people know what time it is, but they don't know the specifics. Like, I've seen it in therapy with other persons like, oh, wow, okay, now that makes sense. Right. Or, I didn't know that part. Right. Again, not about, they're not trying to not be held accountable but there's also pockets of information that comes out easier when we're vulnerably talking about things versus being reactively talking about things right yeah and then for like the listen and then and then like i said real quick and i'll pass it over you and then for like the listening part the reason why i'm asking for like multiple conversations inside of therapy outside of therapy is that the person also has to do some like soul searching and what i mean by that is to your point You've been making like multiple withdrawals and you need to start hearing about that behavior Mm -hmm. and start coming to terms that that is not only what you were doing, but we need to start shaking things up where that is not your current play and you need to ask for help and say, well, now that I've realized I've been withdrawing, I don't know any other way. Right. Can you help Good me? Point. Dr. Excellent John, point. can you help me? Right. Because that's the other great point about being in marital therapy. Let me stop there. I mean, like, what what are your thoughts, bro? Oh, man, know, there's, there's so know. many things I want. I mean, I, I, I want to <laughs> piggyback on what you said. But um, going to the point about, um, you know, the man, oh, I'm going to lose it. Um, just oh, no. as you are. Oh, I've lost it. I lost it. Oh, man, <laughs> oh there's God. so many things. Oh, oh, um, but, you know, but asking for help is key. You know, asking it for is. help, you it know, is. recognizing that you don't know it all that. Yeah, you may have yeah. been doing this for so long that you don't know any other way. You know, you do want to be able to ask for help. On top of that, as a person who is, um, you know, holding the resentment, you want to be able to, in order to be able to feel better, you have to start acknowledging that things are happening, you know? And I I say that not from the standpoint of just making the other person feel better. It will have the effect of making them feel more hopeful and continue to try. 
But the more that you're actually acknowledging that things are happening, the more you believe it. And the more you believe it, the more you're going to feel it. And oh, so if you're, if you're that's not, if you allow yourself the vision to see things as they're happening, as they're happening and acknowledge them as they're happening. Oh, you know what, baby? Thank you for doing that for me. You know, that really felt good. Yes. Thank you for doing that for me. That's exactly the kind of thing that I've been looking for, baby. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. I really appreciate the effort. I really appreciate what you're doing. The more you say that, of course, your mate's going to feel hopeful. They're going to feel like they're on the right path, but it's also going to sink in for you. The more you say it, the more you believe it. It's almost like on the opposite end of the scale where people say, don't say bad things about yourself because you will begin to believe it. It's the same thing on the positive side. If yeah. you say it more, the more you can believe yeah. it, the more you're going to feel it. So if you want to break through that wall of resentment, acknowledge, acknowledge the effort, show, demonstrate some appreciation for what the person's trying to do. Even if they're small deposits, the deposits nonetheless, acknowledge the deposits. Hey, thank you for making a deposit. The more you say that, the more they're gonna feel it. But more than anything, the more you're gonna feel it too. You have yeah, to make. You well have sent. to acknowledge that. You know. Well said. Oh um, yeah. man, I I can't believe there's something else that you said that this, I really this, I wanted to hit on, man. But yeah, we're definitely gonna have to come back to this one. Yeah, we're definitely gonna have to come back. Like I said, I I think this is probably like a mini series, and we didn't even plan for it. But like, there's a lot here. <laughs> yeah. It really is it's definitely a lot here. Yeah, <laughs> my bad, my bad. Oh man, it's okay, man. But a lot of good conversation today. I hope everyone got a lot from it. Doctor John, yes, uh, what are your noble truths about today's conversation? Yeah, my biggest one uh, uh, right off the back, like I said before, if you or your partner are ever feeling resentful, contact uh, a therapist as quickly as possible. Resentment is really hard to do without the assistance of a professional. Um, It takes a lot of work, takes a lot of courage, a lot of accountability, a lot of patience. And so what better way to do it other than go to therapy outside of therapy? at least start to initiate on both parties start to initiate some safe conversations around how did we get here um how how did we get here is going to be very important to explore for both parties let's Mm -hmm. validate let's reflect but let's also speak it um or talk about it in a very vulnerable less reactive Mm -hmm. way so i think those are my noble truths bro i remembered i remember the things that i wanted to say just in terms yeah. of, you know, when you are learning about the um, the things that you've done and how it's really impacted your mate. And so the withdrawals you've made, you may not be aware of how impactful those withdrawals were. And so as your mate is being vulnerable and expressing themselves to you, this is why you don't want to get defensive. You want to be able to hear and understand how impactful those actions were. And sometimes you don't realize, even if they're telling you, you may not be taking them as seriously because of the way that they're expressing themselves or how you feel about the topic. But as you're sitting there on our couch in therapy, that may be the first time that you're actually understanding the intensity of the emotion behind what's going on. So you may even have an inkling that your mate is feeling resentful. But now as you're sitting down and talking about it and you're realizing, oh, yeah, all those things do kind of add up. Man, I've really, you know, done some harm here. Now you're beginning to understand the intensity of the emotion. And you may not have have gotten that before. You know, so I think these conversations like Dr. John was talking about will help open your eyes to what's happening on both sides. So as a person yeah. who's hasn't been making the effort, who's been making all these withdrawals, you're understanding better why your mate comes off the way they do, which is being fed by their resentment. Yeah. And also as a person who's on the receiving side, you can, you know, you understand better what you're going through. And now you have the benefit of helping your mate understand you better. 
and now they have more reason to even try. So that's, that's what I wanted to add on to what you were saying before. But in terms of my noble truths, my noble truths are, you know, recognize that it is resentment that's feeding um, the reason why those things aren't resonating with you. No matter the efforts that your mate is making, you're feeling that resentment that's stopping you from feeling which what's necessary in order to move past what this thing is. And the gateway through that resentment is just simply acknowledging what's happening. The more you talk about it, I can't say this enough. The more you talk about it, the more you mention it, the better you're going to feel and the more encouraged they're going to be, the more effort they're going to want to make to continue to get out of that emotional debt. So there we yep. have it. That's what I got for you, man. That's what I got for you. That's a good rebound, man. I would have lost it. As, as, as a dad of twins, I'm like, it's gone. <laughs> like, <laughs> I know, right? I, I'll, 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 I'll probably would have texted you like over the next 24 hours. Like, yeah, this is what it was. Yo, oh, I would have so, drove me crazy. It would have absolutely drove yeah, me crazy yeah, if I didn't it, get it, out. So it's it, 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 so always annoying, man. Hey, man, glad to get it out. But anyway, man, look, yeah. at Dr. John, great time with you as always, brother. Always, Brian. Look always. At, what a great year, man. Oh, like, great year. This is our last uh, Kings of the Heart, you know, as we wrap up the year. And mm-hmm. uh, 2023 is going to be... Uh, uh, Doesn't that man, sound like the future? You, <laughs> the twenty twenty three. Like who who would ever who would ever thought they would be saying those numbers, right. you know? And so now nah, I'm 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 glad and appreciative of the work that we've done this year. Yeah, I'm man. excited about the work that we're embarking on next year. Oh, bigger, yeah. greater, um, more in person, you know, is what we're striving for. And, and and as we always know, we do it for the community, bro. So I just want to say like, I salute you and, and I'm glad to be in this partnership and you know we're here for the people so if folks have anything any requests as we're wrapping up to the new year please like shoot us an email go to our website www.kingsoftheheart.com uh you'll find different ways to reach out to us and let us know give us some topics give us some heads up around what are some things you want to see from us because we're always trying to find those ways to uh not just do it for the community but do it right in which we're directly making an impact man so i I couldn't say any better man i couldn't say any better but yeah definitely check us out on kingsoftheheart.com you can look up Dr. John on all the social media platforms. Yes. Dr. John Hart. You can look up me as well, Tyreek Omari right. Walton. We're yep. everywhere that you want to be. Um, exactly. And again, just like Dr. John said, I am really looking forward to 2023 yes. and the work yes, that we're man. doing. We have a lot of big plans. So, yep. you know, keep your ears yep. open for Kings of the Heart. Exactly. All right. Dr. John, love you, brother. Send my man, best to you, the brother. family and kids. Oh, always, you man. Know. Always. You send our love and hugs and kisses to the wife, man. Oh, without like, a doubt, appreciate man. appreciate y'all a ton, man. For sure, for show all right guys take care have a great holiday see you in the new year happy holidays happy new year peace